This podcast is for individuals who want to be transformed in their lives by listening to specific guests in the fields of faith, family, fitness, and freedom. As a teacher, life coach, husband, father, author, and founder of 40 Days of Deliverance, my intention with each podcast is to help you grow in these specific areas. Lastly, my hope is that you will begin to learn specific habits to introduce to your lifestyle so you can live a purposeful life that you feel fulfilled. I love you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you all the days of your life. Another order of business. I wrote a book called Freedom to Ascend, which is on sale now on Amazon.com. I will send a link in my show notes, so just click on it. It's a great price. It's a great read. So pick one up today. Another item of order, land. The Lord has given me a vision that I will be gifted land by some special soul. And this land will be used for deliverance camps to help people who are hurting and to help people come together as a family and friends and fellowship. So if you have land that you would love to donate for this cause, please go to the show notes which I'll have my email and just email me land. Another note, share this episode. This show is growing and the only way it's going to grow faster is if you can do one thing, share this episode with one friend or more. Also, if you haven't left a review, do that now as well. Just do it on your app you're listening to. Now buckle up and enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to the John Gardena Classroom. Today, I'm blessed to have a good friend from Texas, Mr. John Shibley. Hey, welcome aboard, my man. What's up, teacher? I hope uh, hope I'm well-behaved in your classroom today, but thanks for having me. <laughs> you better be, because this is all about <laughs> you. So um, just so everyone knows, uh, Mr. John Shibley has a podcast, which is Last in Line uh, Leadership Podcast. He's on episode 296. Almost a 300. He is a man of discipline. He loves the Lord, loves his wife, has four beautiful children. Um, just been just been a solid individual in my life in regards to friendship, um, helping each other out, both in the podcasting world and authors. We're going to talk today specifically about his book, Operation 333. But before we get started, Mr. John Shibley, I'm going to ask you five questions just to see if you were paying attention in your life. So first Uh-oh. question, ready? <clears throat> yes, if sir. you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Because I really cannot tolerate traffic <laughs> where I am, I'm going to say teleportation. Mm. If that's a word, it but is. I, think, I it think, is. think it is. I would like to just be from point A to point B when I when I need to be instantaneously. So that's not really a superpower. That's just more convenience out of selfishness for myself and my lack of patience. Well, it is a superpower because no one else would have it, and you could go where you want, flee from the scene from from an enemy. Maybe get mm-hmm. some help, come back with some ammo, and, and get mm-hmm. after it. So, hey. Right in the instantaneously sure. in the bank vault. Instantaneously. Yeah. yeah. And then out of there. Right? <laughs> That's another reason. Another reason. There you go. 
All right. Besides your books that you have written, what is your favorite book? Man. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to say there's probably a one and a one a, but I got to go with, uh, I believe it's, is it, I think it's fearless by Adam Brown. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was called. Um, and, and then what well, wasn't by Adam Brown it was about Adam Brown. Um, Eric Blim, I believe wrote that. And then, uh, I'm a big Brant Hansen fan, uh, Me too. As, of, as of this year. And I think, Either Unoffendable or The Men We Need are his two books that I've read, and i got to put those right there together. So probably Fearless first, and then those one of those two. So I read The Men We Need. Brant Hansen is a wonderful individual. If you would like to know more about him, just go to John Chibley's podcast. <laughs> I think it was maybe a couple months ago you had him on. Is it more than I that? I did. I did. And he is so down to earth, man. I was so... Uh, humbled to have him because he's got a lot going on and he's he's a big name uh in that space mm-hmm. authors and radio and so yeah i was very honored to have that guy well hey we're just trying to get to his status right just working our way up man influencing people right yeah man. and having so everyone i want everyone to know like john's had a lot of big names on his show yeah, he does a lot of work um, he's a great salesman. He reels them in, but he gives great content for all of his listeners. So, again, this is another plug for everyone to listen to Last in Line Leadership. Thank okay, you. third question. I think you can answer this quite well. Who was your favorite teacher and why? Mm, I can almost pick one per year in high school, but I'll say um, – Probably an English teacher I had in, in, I think it was my senior year, uh, Mrs. Smith was her name. And I did not like to read at all. And some of the books we were reading were, I just did not enjoy reading, period. I was Mr. Cliff Notes. Um, so not a big student, but my dad was a teacher in the high school I was at. So I didn't, I mean, I had to make good grades. But no, Mrs. Smith. Always smiling, always like just nothing could face her, and she was very patient. I was very talkative, as you can imagine, doing podcasts now. It all makes sense. Um, but, you know, if she could see me now, you know, she uh, she tolerated a lot. But she was always loving, always smiling, always just this good demeanor, good outlook on life. Did she make you feel like you were welcome in the class every day? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And, and just, you, you almost wanted to be in there. Like nobody really wanted to go to class, but you did like going, it was not misery like some of the other classes and she made it fun and, uh, interactive. So yeah, she just had that, that thing, that it factor. Well, I hope every teacher out there listens to this and says, I hope every day I can bring value to my mm-hmm. students and it always doesn't have to be the content. I've learned this in my life. It's just mm-hmm. how you treat people. And, and if you show you generally care about them and their future, they'll respect you and you'll have a great relationship together. So John, appreciate that. Right. Right. Um, fourth question. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? 
you make people pick one place and that's for someone who hasn't been a lot of places outside of the United States, that's hard because the list is almost endless. Um, I'll say I'd like to go to Greece, um, probably at one of the beaches, one of the, and let's just get right out, right out there. I'd like to rent George Clooney's house in Greece for like a month or two and uh, then call it, a, you know, call it a day. But uh, wouldn't mind kind of going through some of Europe. I've got some Middle Eastern background and descent, some Italy, some Lebanon. I'd like to go on a little tour through that area. But uh, I think I'd set up shop in Greece. No, I heard it's beautiful. I've talked to people who've been there. They said it's just one of those places where just being on the water and the landscape and just the history of that place alone mm -hmm. is beautiful. I know personally, if I was there, I'd like to run the marathon where it originated there. Um, is that right? So there's there, there's a reason for me to go, just to get the old stomping ground of where everything originated. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think I agree with you, John. Being by the water and then going through Europe, if you could, after that first stop at George Clooney's house, sounds like you're a pretty nice, pretty nice vacation. Yeah. Yeah. If so, you know anybody you that family? can get me in. If you know, yeah, of course. If you know anybody that can get me his number, I'd be happy to make him an offer. Well, I think I know somebody. His name is John Michaels. He's a Hollywood producer. I'll see if I can get it for you. All right. There it is. There it is. All right. Yes, All I'll right, take my last... family, of course. Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, you got to. You got Heck to. Heck yeah. All right, brother. This, this is the my favorite question. When you go to heaven and you meet God, what do you want him to say to you? Besides well done, good and faithful servant, or is that going to be my answer? Do I get something besides that? You, you can you can go besides <laughs> that. Okay, because that's what everybody wants to hear, I hope. Uh, I think what I wanted to say is you, your family is better off because of you. You were a good steward over those people that I – allowed cross your path and allowed to be with you for that long. You know, you were, you, they are better because of you. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad to hear. And I'm sorry, I didn't make you taller. That wouldn't be a bad one to hear too. Well, how tall are you? Cause I have this issue probably as well. Well, <laughs> I'm five, nine, but you know, it's just all relative. Okay. Uh, my poor grandmother passed away a few years back and she was like four eleven. So she always, I always wanted to stand next to her, but now she's not here. So now I got to find other people that are short. Oh, John, we have a, a similar connection. We both are the same height. And my grandma was probably 4'11 as well. And she passed away this spring. And, you know, being around family pictures, I would stand next to her too to make That's myself right. feel That's a little right. bit better about myself. Right. But That's right. I blame her for her Italian genes. So. I don't blame mine her. Was mine, mine was Italian as well. Yeah. There you go. God bless you, Louise. She's listening. <laughs> she's so she's smiling right now. That's right, man. Well, John, hey, that's a great introduction to a little bit about who you are. The one question I have now is, um, you, you kind of said it when you were talking about your teacher, about talking and all these podcasts. And what got you, what got you really started in, into this journey of podcasting and, and writing? What was it? Yeah, um, well, I've always, so I've always considered uh, writing as kind of a gift or an outlet of expression that I've, I felt like I could wordsmith a little bit. Um, 
I've written some songs in the past with some of our youth pastors that I've been a part of, churches I've been a part of, but really like in-depth, seriously publishing something and then starting the podcast was during COVID. And it just gave me a lot of time to be alone. It got me a lot, gave me a lot of time to kind of press in further into some of my uh, devotional time. So I was reading a lot of devotionals and a friend of mine said, hey, you should, you know, kind of write some stuff as you're going through those, write some stuff of your own down. And so I just kind of put some thoughts together and ended up coming up with a book that was really kind of a devotional book. And that was my first one, Last In Line Leadership uh, book that I that I created. And from that, got into, and I think you know Chip uh, Baker. So he's the yeah, guy I'm talking about. He actually encouraged me to start a YouTube channel. Um, Chip and I talked a lot in that first year, you know, during COVID, but uh, he was very instrumental in, in just kind of pushing me off the ledge because uh, I had no tech background. I had no IT, no media background, and but I've been in sales for 27 years or so. And so I've, I mean, I can, I don't worry about the camera. I'm not shy. So uh, started doing that and then just started meeting people. And then you know how it goes. He knows him and he knows him. And then you get introduced to people. And then all of a sudden you're this network of guests, right? And you just, everything just kind of builds up if you stay with it and you just kind of keep your head down and just enjoy those conversations. And if you give people a good experience and you serve them, then they want to spread that and refer you to other people. And that's just kind of how it kind of grew from there. Well, I just want to say you're doing an amazing job. I mean, I just, we, we talked, we talked for, you're welcome. We've talked for, it's probably been almost two years now. I think that we've, we've been Mm -hmm. in, in, conversation with one another i think probably jeff forrester is always the mm-hmm. one who brings people together so mm-hmm. shout out to you jeff mm-hmm. um, but what i love about john is you know he's you're 51 or one. two now yeah. how old are you now one. 51 okay so i do remember this conversation that john and i had oh it must have been at least a year or so ago and i was starting my podcast it's almost two years for me and he's like, man, I wish I would have started like when I was your age. And so I'm a decade younger than, than John. Right. He probably looks younger than me with my gray white beard. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, but one of the things that that's so powerful about who he is is that he is very, and I used this before, he's disciplined, and he has a gift for speaking, a tremendous gift for writing, and, and he's putting it together. So being a salesman. It just comes natural to him. That's just his what the gift is God has given him. So then now he's putting it to good, and and he's serving people by spreading their message um, of leaders across his country, different backgrounds, and his podcast is very it's um it's very focused on just showcasing people and their selflessness and how they serve and the leadership qualities they have. And obviously Christian background for, I assume, mostly all of his guests that have been mm-hmm. on. But, but what's so nice is that his the transformation of his show going from the first episode to almost 300 now is that he takes feedback. You know, he adjusts. He's, he makes his show to be very presentable to the audience. And that's what I just love about him as an individual. Again, is just he's always growing and wanting to be better. And so it's a mm-hmm. testament to him. And, and now that I read his recent book, Operation 333, which is right here, and this is hot off the press. Before we get started with this book, um, is this your third or fourth book that you've written, or is it more? 
I think it is number five. I think it's wow. five. So I've written a couple little short workbooks that one Chip and I wrote together for FCA a couple years ago. And then another, I wrote another short one. But then I wrote uh, last year, I think I released a journal slash devotional. So I'm really all about, there's kind of a theme here that I'm really all about creating resources that I think are simple yet very thorough and got a lot of meat on the bone for guys, people in general, but mostly guys to actually kind of process and grow and be and develop uh, by reading and writing things down. Um, so that, yeah. And so I've created, so that last one was a 52 week devotional slash journal hybrid, basically. And what I like about John's books are their application base is not just reading mm -hmm. and they're a little bit shorter, but mm -hmm. for an intentional reason why they're shorter. And I've learned this about guys is most guys don't like to read. They just don't. So the shorter, sweeter to the point book, I'm thinking of my dad right now. Like he asked me when, cause I'm publishing my second book and he's like, how long is it? He's like, you better not be over 200 pages. And I was like, dad, I think it's right under 200. He goes, Oh, I think I could read it all the way. Then. <laughs> so for, for guys who are out there, like for John, yeah, writing these books is um, very, very focused. Um, this book, um, Operation 333, is all about the spiritual warfare. So before we dive in speci to specifics of the book, can you tell the background of when this baby was kind of uh, on your heart to write and how it kind of evolved into the writing process?
No, yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. Well, I'm telling you, because I, I read it, I, I purchased it, it came in the mail, I think like two weeks ago, and I plowed through it. It was a very easy read, but I think what I love about it the most, and I think why everyone should have it, is because you're being attacked every day, whether you know it or not. Number two, like John went through, I went through that myself, probably the worst spiritual attack I've ever had in my entire life, about nine months ago. Um, and I wish I would have had this book at that time because I felt like everything I was doing was wrong. I felt disrespected. I felt like I wasn't a child of God. I just, and I couldn't get out of it. It was like almost a week. And I, I really believe that if I read this book immediately and just picked it up and I, I what I love, you're very clear about why, you know, and I'm going to read the very beginning because um, you have it in big letter words. Like it's, this is pretty good. This is how he did it. Real big letters, like it's happening. Whether you embrace it or not, the time is now to stand and fight. All right. That was that was the first beginning. And then he talks about him, about the author, who is this guy. And we're talking about him right now. But then he goes right into this declaration of existence. And it says, I, and then it has a space for you to write your name. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read a little because I love, I, it hit me like, pow, right in the face of how you have to stand against the enemy. And he sa it says, I, John Gardena, wrote my name in, declare personal war on my spiritual enemy, Satan, and all his demonic forces. I have been given all the necessary information and spiritual artillery to engage and defeat this enemy. My enemy has no final authority and cannot control me. I will intentionally intensify my warrior mindset and will utilize scripture, prayer, and other believers as weapons of warfare on a consistent basis. Now it goes on. And I was like, man, if I only had this when it was happening to me, I would have known how to combat the enemy head on. And I let him win for a week. And the good news is I didn't let him win for a long time. But I'm going to be honest, like during that time, I was like hell on earth for me. Where I, I had thoughts of suicide. I was deeply depressed. Um, I was in a real bad spot. So, John, um, my message to everyone who's listening is, you know, get a copy because you don't know when it's going to happen. It's always happening, but you don't know when it's going to happen, like deep, when the enemy sinks his teeth into you and, and, and drags you in a ditch and he's holding there and you can't move forward on your march or your mission of life. So do you want to talk a little bit about um, the design of the book or just just how? Yeah, because I think it's very important what you did. Mm-hmm. I love it.
Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in the, the slime pit of hell, like mentally and spiritually, you know, the way John laid it out was, you know, who, what, where, when, why. And there's this part in here under fool's gold. It's page 43 into 45. And this one part, like, just hit me hard. Is that it says he wrote, the devil is a master counterfeiter. He loves to appear as an authentic authority, but is generally a fraud. Mostly, he loves separating us from God by creating reasonable doubt in our minds. He plants seeds that cause us to question, question truth. Like, did God really say, just like in the garden, right? Did God really say that not to eat that? App, you know, Apple. And you said in the case of our enemy's tactics and deception, it only takes a drop of poison to ruin the entire well. And I'm like, man, like that was, that was, that was so good. And it was, it hit me so hard because that's exactly what the enemy does. He puts that little bit of poison or seed, that, that dark little seed in your mind. And it's hard to get away from it once you start doubting yourself and who you are, like as a child of God. And those who are in, those who are right now in a depressed state or a low self identity state, you know, my message to you, and, and John lays it out so well, is like, that's all, those are all lies. Like, that's all deception. And that's what the enemy wants to do to you is make you feel like you're not a part of the tribe of, you know, Judah, of God. Like you're, you're the, you're that little lamb that Jesus wants to hold and care for. And the enemy just wants to take you out of that nice pasture where the shepherd lies. And he just wants to take you away so that you go to hell with him. 
And those are the visuals that I had when reading this book is like, man, I just want to take Satan and his army and just literally attack uh, instead of be on the defense of mode and, you know, just play it soft, little coverage three, whatever defense, right? Football, like, let's just play it back. No, you want to assault the enemy. You want to go after him. And this, this book, Operation 333, has specific strategies that are all biblically based that are words written by John through the Holy Spirit to to guide you to face the enemy one on one and you know reading through um Ephesians 6 you know putting on the full armor of God and he goes really nice through that what each each of those means and like you talked about at the end like recon and and sniper school and it's very and it's for, for those even if you're not military you you almost like envision yourself like putting on like all this gear and you're on the battlefield like prepping ready to go so he did such a wonderful job of putting all these pieces together and i think honestly i think every church should have this resource available to them for for people who need to know how to attack the enemy cuz i'm going to be honest like i never learned i never learned how from my father and this is no disrespect to him or from anyone in my family or my church of what do you do when you're spiritually attacked there there's i've never been to a class i've never been taught so have you john have you experienced anyone in your life who who guided you or mentored you through that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's perfect, man. And I actually wrote down my my notes on page 79, Recon 333, what John just explained again. So like, take three minutes. We all we could all have three minutes in our day when we feel just deep in the pit. And then 
write three enemy traits from above, which he has, what, who the enemy is and what he said to you in the past three days, three weeks, or three months. It's that easy. And like John said at the very beginning of this, once you write it down, you're like, wait a minute. These are, these are lies. These are all lies that, that come from the enemy's camp. So it, it, has, it gives you clarity to get it off your chest and to say, man, that, I, I, that, these are complete polar opposites of what God values me as, as, as a child who, who he loves, who he cherishes, who he wants to prosper. He, you know, we are the righteous children of God. And he wants, our, he wants to be with us on the path to prosperity, which is heaven. And devil, the devil wants us to do everything but that. Twist words, manipulate people, have jealousy against us, make you feel small. So, gentlemen, I'll just tell you this, and ladies, which is not just for gentlemen. Um, it's kind of funny, but as John did this so intentional, like guys have a shorter attention span. So those who are listening who are females, like, hey, kudos to you. Um, you know, this you can go even deeper than than three minutes, right? Uh, and John, I think I think this is uh, this is your best best piece of work so far. And I don't mean that out of disrespect to to your other other books, uh, but I think it really hit home to me because you give so much very short and sweet to the point with biblically based verses in there. And the layout was wonderful, and it's just literally a, the best guide I've ever had in my hands to attack the enemy. So everyone needs to get this book, Operation 333. It is on Amazon. Uh, I'll have the link in my show notes. Is there anywhere else they can get it on your website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, send me the link. I like I, I said again, um everybody, I'm gonna say this one more time. If it hasn't happened yet to you where you've been in the pit, it will happen to you at some point. So what better way to have a manual to know what to do to get out of the pit and stay on your mission in life? That's it. I mean, that John did it so well, and I'm just blessed to know him that I have this because you know what's going to happen to one day? I'm just going to send this to my son or maybe my daughter, you know, and say, hey, listen, what's going on? Read this. Write it down. And guess what? I'm going to thank you, John, for creating this great manual. And it, it, you know what? And it could save people, too. I'm going to be honest. Those who I, I've worked, you know, in the, with mental health, and feeling thoughts of suicide. If you read this, it just affirms to you that the devil is the greatest deceiver. And to have hope that your life does matter, you matter, because God created you for a purpose. And John, what he did so well was just map it out for you to understand that. And once you understand the enemy, just like in a, and we'll use this for sports analogy, because I love sports just as much as you, the more you can understand let's just say the defensive scheme that'll be against you, then your offense go- is going to win. So that's another way I, I look at this book as well as you're, you're learning the enemy's tactics and you're going to expose them and you're going to score in the game of life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. No, dude, so so well put, John. Yeah, so whether whether new Christian, old Christian, and you you need the book. I'll just keep saying that. And um, I know personally that John's doing great work. I know this isn't his last book. I know it's not his last podcast he'll be on. He's doing great works for the kingdom, and he's exhausting his gifts every single day. And because of that, you know, he's just a such a great great man. You're such a good person, John. I'm so appreciative of everything you're appreciate everything you're doing buddy you're welcome well everyone i am asking you to go to my show notes now purchase the book and start winning the battle in your life against the devil anything else john before we go hey i appreciate it man five foot nine john's right here boys for all of you Winning, winning souls for the kingdom, man. <laughs> That's right. Well, everyone, I appreciate you jumping on today, and this class is dismissed. <laughs>